Hello, Rebels. You're listening to a free audio-only recording of my show, Rebel Roundup. Now, if you like listening to this podcast, then you would love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our long-format TV-style shows here on The Rebel. Subscribers get access to watching my weekly show, as well as other great TV-style shows, too. It's only $8 a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for podcast listeners, you can also save an extra 10% on a new premium membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when you subscribe. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support Rebel News without spending a dime. And now, enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favorite Rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. Well, professional wrestler hotshot Danny Duggan isn't someone you'd want to meet in a dark alley, or even a well-lit alley for that matter, but alas, Duggan got financially body slammed by bylaw enforcement for allegedly breaking the Wuhan virus protocols. Yeah. He should have staged his wrestling match in a Costco or Walmart. Goodness knows, anything goes there after all. Just wait to hear what she-devil Sheila Gunn-Reed has to say about this one. And a real estate agent went to British Columbia to ring in the new year at a Hugs Over Mass event. You guessed it folks, the cancel culture mob and the COVID Karens are outraged and and want her penalized for doing something that was, well, perfectly legal. Tamara Ugolini has all the details. And letters, we get your letters, we get them every minute of every day, and you had plenty to say about my video regarding what might be one of the craziest stories of the year. (laughs) We're only into mid-January, namely the Toronto Toboggan Police. Yeah, they are now patrolling certain hills, preventing kids from sledding. And yes, it's all about curbing that rascally Wuhan virus, of course. Those are your Rebels, now let's round them up. Now, back to wrestling meets government overreach. Danny Warren, also known by his wrestling name as Hotshot Danny Duggan, is a professional wrestler and wrestling promoter, and he just got the standard nearly $1,300 Manitoba COVID violation fine for filming a wrestling event in a closed facility. Now, I'll let Danny tell you the full story. Check it out. Danny, why don't you give us um, the Coles Notes version of what you were doing, that normal thing that everybody used to be allowed to do that all of a sudden in the age of the coronavirus pandemic is completely illegal. Um, Why don't you give us those details? We're putting lives at risk. That's what we're doing, (laughs) supposedly. Uh, 
so we had a wrestling event. Uh, CWE is a, you know, a live touring company that goes across Canada, uh, you know, British Columbia through Quebec, producing live events. That, that business has been completely gutted this past year with all the restrictions and lockdowns and things of that nature. Uh, but we did have an event that was scheduled to take place December 4th in Winnipeg in front of a live audience, in front of a limited capacity uh, based on the, the capacity restrictions that were allowed at the time. Um, that event was supposed to be an event that was not only for the live audience, but being taped for DVD distribution, as well as a TV project we we're working on. Um, unfortunately, about a week out, I believe, or two weeks out from that event, uh, capacity restrictions changed, public gatherings were no longer allowed. So we moved the event to our private training facility. It's in a locked gated area, barbed wire on the fences, doors locked, nobody's getting in and out. Uh, unless they're a part of our staff. And uh, we decided we're going to go ahead and continue with the production of the event uh, for our TV pilot that we're working on. Um, and based on our knowledge of the Public Health Act that was released, I believe Line 70, all productions that began prior to November 12th were able to proceed production. Ours began production with video on October 28th. So all things considered, we were in the clear. Ah, but alas and alack, hotshot Dan Duggan, no relation to hacksaw Jim Duggan, I presume, was not in the clear. And folks, after almost a year of bringing you these stories, you know how it ends, don't you? Yep, some overzealous bylaw enforcement officer decides that a controlled and safe environment is somehow a super spreader venue. So out comes the fine book for a heaping helping of misery yet again. And joining me now with more on the day, the big burly pro wrestlers were cruelly ticketed by those pencil neck geeks down at bylaw enforcement is Sheila, the she-devil gun read. How you doing there, Sheila? David, I'm great. The story was so fun for me. Not fun because a guy doing something that should be completely legal got fined, but you know how I love wrestling. And uh, I love fighting the government, and it was like, this is perfect for me. I, I do too, and wrestlers being wrestlers, uh, luckily for those bylaw enforcement officers, there was no smackdown uh, being done on them. But Sheila, those nosy parkers at bylaw come unannounced and uninvited into that professional wrestling TV taping, and then what happens? Well, as Danny tells this story, several cop cars, I think close to a dozen cop cars turn up, and bylaw officers, they don't get a ticket that day, but it does disrupt their production. And as, as all the police are congregating in the lot of their private, secure, closed venue where they're taping, as the police are all congregating there, an actual problem that requires police occurs just up the road and there's a car accident. And so they deploy just one car to deal with that and while the rest of them remain with the wrestlers. But I thought it was funny that that day nobody's ticketed. But then later on, after all the big burly wrestlers go off to their regular lives and everything is left alone to settle, a couple days later, Danny Duggan leaves his house and then a cop knocks on his door, or bylaw officer, enforcement officer anyway, knocks on his door and tickets his wife and gives his wife the ticket because they don't want to deal with the wrestlers, even though the wrestlers were pretty calm and pretty level-headed 
when they were dealing with them the first time around at the location where they were taping their event. Oh, what what cowards. But you know, Sheila, what I'm trying to understand, I know we live in a day and age of hypocrisy and double standards and one rule for thee and one rule for me, but this was a small essential people only taping of a wrestling show that was supposedly some kind of super spreader event. But right now, this week, we have the NHL resuming uh, uh, their schedule. In Winnipeg, we have the yeah. coincidentally named Winnipeg Jets playing at the arena there. Uh, there are more uh, players when you have two hockey teams plus all the necessary camera people, the commentators, the lighting people, et cetera, et cetera. Even in an empty building, Sheila, what I'm saying is there was way more people at a professional hockey game. Are, are the bylaw going to be coming out to the Winnipeg Jets home games and ticketing the hockey players? No, of course not. I mean, and when I was talking to Danny, he told me, you know, like we, of course, are the capacity of what they were doing was limited over the summer. Um, and they, you know, reduced their schedule over this summer. Danny says like his income has fallen by 90% this year, 90. but they still were 90, but they were still able to host events if they met all the protocols that the government had laid out for them. And they had, and they had communicated with health officers to make sure that they were doing everything, not just properly, but over and above what the government was asking because they want to work. They want to, they want to practice their sport. They're athletes, right? So they did that. And then the government says, well, we're closing down, you know, wrestling while pro sports are finding other pro sports are finding a way to go forward. But they were also doing something else that is completely legal. And that's do television and video production because they were filming this as part of a pilot um, for a show and they were broadcasting it and they had started production before the government said you have to stop doing all of this so they're producing film and television which is completely legal and is continuing all over manitoba right now but because they're wrestlers they just fell through the cracks and it's it's these rules are applied so haphazardly None of it makes sense. There's car votes for this industry. There's no car votes for that industry. It's just this ridiculous Swiss cheese hole of regulations. And none of it makes any sense. And if you're just trying to pay your bills, you get punished for it with, uh, in Danny's case, you know, a $1,300 fine. You know, this breaks my heart, Sheila. And I'll tell you why. I mean, forget about the fact that his income has fallen by 90%. Even in the best of times, when you are a wrestler with an independent yeah. circuit, it is so hard to make any money and the risk is so great what you're putting your body yeah. through. That it, even yeah. when you get to the WWE, which is a, virtually a worldwide monopoly of professional wrestling, there's no players association. If you try to form one, Vince McMahon is going to fire you. Um, there is no pension plan. Uh, getting insurance for personal injury is almost impossible. So basically, you can break your neck in uh, the ring and your career's over and you have no money. But these athletes, Sheila, are so passionate about their sport, yeah. they will endure that kind of high risk. The last thing they need are these guys coming in from bylaw and law enforcement with tickets, giving them a ticket for a crime that hasn't been committed. This is what's got me crazy about this story you, you brought to our attention. 
Well, they send out 14 cop cars to deal with these guys. And Danny is convinced that one of the competitors snitched on him, used the snitch line, abused the snitch line to get his production shut down because I suppose that other competitor wasn't willing to take the precautions that Danny has for his athletes. But yeah, I mean, there's strong overlays here for another professional sport that was also completely shut down over the summer here. um, And that's rodeo where you don't make any money unless you win. And even in the smaller rodeos, there's really no money to be had. It just helps you qualify for the more, um, for the bigger rodeos with bigger payouts. And these guys are athletes and it's imperative on them that they practice their sport to be able to maintain the level at which they practice. And they're not able to do that. And it's through the love of the sport that they do it. And again, the government is, carving out all these exceptions for millionaires but nothing for these smaller semi-pro athletes like danny's production well sheila please keep following that story we have to wrap it here i'll tell you if i was hot shot hot shot uh, dan duggan and i was presented with a ticket from bylaw i think i would take that immortal line from the rock which is i want you to fold that ticket <laughs> lube it on down and shove it up your Rudy Poo candy ass. <laughs> I ain't paying it, but we'll go to bat for him nevertheless. Sheila, thanks so much. Great report, and uh, you have a great weekend, my friend. I will, and if anybody wants to support our legal fight to help Danny fight his ticket and get his athletes back to work, they can do that at fightthefines.com. Great. And folks, that was Sheila Gunn-Reed somewhere in the hinterland of Northern Alberta. Keep it here. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. I'm Tamara Ugolini with Rebel News, and yesterday I had the opportunity to catch up with Jody Ledgerwood, who is a resident and an independent realtor in Northumberland County, Ontario. Jody has been on the receiving end of a community smear campaign after posting a Facebook video where she attended the New Year's Eve Freedom Rally in Vancouver, British Columbia, where my colleague Drea Humphrey was reporting. The witch hunt for Jody comes not even a month after Coburg Mayor John Henderson joins the declaration for the town of Coburg to join the Coalition of Inclusive Municipalities, which aims to foster a welcoming community to support diversity and inclusiveness while working against racism and discrimination locally. It seems like the town of Coburg is a good fit for this initiative because the backlash and threats Jody has received since today's Northumberland published her video on their news page is definitely a disgrace. Check out what Jody had to say. Where do you think your personal views became newsworthy in the town of Coburg and Northumberland County as a broader locale? Well, I've been posting my views since August, September. Being a local realtor, I was afraid to talk out against lockdowns, talk out against restrictions, thinking it would affect my livelihood. Um, Something happened in August, September. Uh, I don't know if I was having a bad day mentally, physically, or somebody had just said something that really upset me. I've been doing a lot of research and, and a lot of medical research and talking to a lot of people in the medical field. And so I started posting. I felt that that needed to be present. 
Um, whether people agreed with me or not, I was okay with that. I And if you go through my Facebook, you'll see there are opposing opinions of mine and I've left them up and we have discussion and we have a debate and some people's privately message me and we have our private debates and that's good. I think debating is good. Having opposing views is good. It's, and this is your personal Facebook page this is for the my, record. Correct. This is my personal Facebook page. It's not my business page. Um, so my views are very public already. My, my real estate association knows what my views are right from beginning of March. They knew what my views on the whole issue was. I have not it's not been a secret. I'm big on honesty and transparency. Mm -hmm. So when I went to the New Year's Eve rally, the Freedom Rally, um, I and it was a last minute thing. I was driving my daughter back to BC. She mm -hmm. bought a vehicle while she was home for the Christmas break. I didn't want her driving back to BC by herself. Her friend had canceled out last minute. So last minute, I'm now driving my daughter back to BC can't cross the states because there's land travel is not allowed. So we had to drive through Northern Ontario and then across the provinces that way. So being a mom, I'm going, I'm coming with you. So on one of my rests, that's when I saw the poster for the New Year's Eve Freedom Rally. Mm -hmm. And so I posed the question, is this real? And Vlad um, sent me a note back through Facebook saying, yes, this is very real. So I, again, posed the question, well, I'm from Ontario and I'm actually going to be in BC on this date. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm coming. And he said, well, if you come, I've got hugs for you. So when I got there, I sought him out. I got my hug. Yes, Jody Ledgerwood got a hug, all right. But that wasn't the only thing she received for attending that New Year's Eve hugs over mass Freedom Rally in Vancouver. Indeed, Jody was soon subjected to a witch hunt for having the temerity to, well, legally have some fun. And even though Jody has been an ardent follower of the Wuhan virus protocols as set out by the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, where she sits on the board and was a past president, well, the COVID Karens want their pound of flesh and so it was that the board has asked Jody to voluntarily resign. And incredibly, Jody hasn't been given a chance to even plead her case, provide any form of feedback, or answer any questions. It's a bluntly worded letter that essentially states, resign or else. And joining me now to discuss this latest egregious case of someone being called out by the cancel culture mob is Tamara Ugolini. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, Tamara. Thank you, David, happy to be here. Great, so Tamara, so much of the social media feedback Jody has received ranges from, well, the vulgar to the profane. You would think she was a serial killer or something <laughs> as opposed to someone who celebrated New Year's Eve in BC, which we should point out was perfectly legal. What's yeah. your take on the vile treatment this lady has received? At this point, it's not surprising, which is very sad and unfortunate. Um, the stories that I've been covering over the last several weeks, few months, the the negativity and the aggressiveness uh, against any dissenting voice has just increased and heightened exponentially. Um, I'm not surprised. 
I'm very disappointed in, in the town of Coburg. I mean, especially I pointed out that the, the mayor here has signed this declaration um, of, for the town of Coburg to join the inclusive, to be an inclusive community. And here we see someone who's exercised their lawful right to A, travel to bring her daughter back to university in BC, who simultaneously wanted to exercise her, again, lawful right to protest and assemble peacefully. Um, and look at what the backlash that she's received. I mean, how inclusive and tolerant is that? You know, Tamara, I think there is an undercurrent here that we're going to see play out to greater effect in 2021 and the years to come. And that is, if you're going to do something that, I mean, what she did, let's be clear, it wasn't illegal. It was just in certain circles, socially unacceptable. So don't get yourself on social media. Don't post anything on Facebook and forget about a face mask. Um, wear a balaclava if you're going to something like hugs over masks. You don't want to be identified. This is a scary scenario to me, I think, Tamara, if we are indeed living in presumably a free country. Well, that's that's a great point. I mean, what happened to being in a free and democratic society where we could engage in those discussions and have debates and have alternative points of view brought to the table to figure out solutions and situations that make sense and include all aspects of an argument. Um, yeah, it's scary times. I mean, look at what Randy Hillier, he posted that photo of his family gathering for Christmas. And he says, you know, post it on social media, show people we're living normally because we know, I know, you can see by, based on all of the politicians and C, hospital CEOs and various people in these high up positions where they're traveling to their luxurious destinations. I mean, people are still doing these things. They're just hiding it. And so, you know, when someone like Jody Ledgerwood is putting it out on the table for everyone to see to say, hey, look, this is how New Year's Eve should be spent. And I'm going to continue to live my life, not in fear. I mean, it's just two sides of the pendulum and um, people need to realize that there's more people out there doing these very same things. They're just hiding it. You know, that's an excellent point, Tamara. And these are the people that are admonishing us to behave or else. And then you have somebody like the finance minister, arguably the number one guy after the premier, going to St. Bart's over the Christmas holiday. And mm -hmm. actually, and even worse, pre-taping fireside chats when he's wearing a sweater when he's in 33 <laughs> degrees centigrade temperature on the beach it is so appalling but the thing i worry about jody is that um whether or not they make her walk the plank uh from the board uh that's one thing the other thing her bread and butter is of course selling real estate tamara mm -hmm. do you think uh she is going to pay an economic price that She's going to be made out as some kind of pariah and that, you know, there'll be an agenda um, uh, basically dissuading people, sellers and buyers, from doing business with this woman and truly economically punishing her for, again, something that wasn't illegal in the first place. Well, I think there's two parts to that. So Jody is an independent realtor and she explained to me off camera that the reason why she's part of these boards and organizations is because 
they give the support to her as an independent that she might otherwise not receive because she's not part of like Remax or real the, the, the realtor associations. Um, so if she loses that, that's a valuable part and a valuable asset to her business. Mm. So that's unfortunate. But I think that although she's received so much hate and backlash, there has been a lot of what we typically refer to as the silent majority coming out silently behind the scenes in support of what she's doing. And I mean, personally, my the realtor that I use in the Northumberland region was one who spoke out against Jody. And so I'm choosing Jody. Um, so Jody's gained a client there potentially in the future. And I know that there's many others that have rallied around her to support what she's doing and support her bravery and speaking out. So it, it could really go either way. Um, but I think there is a big silent majority here that sadly we don't see out in doing these witch hunts and these smear campaigns. And those are who will, will turn this around. Well, Tamara, we have to wrap it here, but please pass along to Jody that if I ever need uh, property in that region of the land, and granted, I have to check tomorrow's 649 number to see if that's possible. <laughs> I will definitely seek out Jody as uh, the realtor of record. But on you know a more serious note, it is so sad, though, isn't it, that we live in this cancel culture, and as we've seen in the last several days, uh, going back to the raid on Capitol Hill, we've seen none other than the President of the United States being canceled and deplatformed. I guess if it can happen to a president of the United States, it can happen to anyone, can't it? Who's in control? Is it big tech or elected officials? Yeah, good point. Well, it's going to be a fascinating year, and thank you so much. It was a great interview, Tamara. Thanks, David. Take care. You got it. And that was Tamara Ugolini in Coburg, Ontario. Keep it here, folks. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. So uh, we're just going to um, walk over to those uh, police officers, find out uh, what the lay of the land is when it comes to enjoying these hills or not enjoying them as the case may be, and see if there's any would-be sledders that are going to have their toboggan dreams dashed here at Earl Bales Park. I'm just trying to figure out the tobogganing rules here. Um, going by the front page story in the sun, it, evidently if we walk down beyond the, the yellow tape, we can toboggan down the, the last third of the hill, is that correct? No, the ski hills are closed, so that's why we're here. Oh, even for uh, tobogganists, right? Tobogganists, yes. Oh. All ski hills are closed for the province. But if you need any formal statements, you can contact our uh, media relations officers and they can give you all the details you require. Oh, okay, because I, I noticed, you, are you guys out here looking for illicit tobogganers or...? Not illicit. We're just (laughs) educating our community about what the rules are right now. That's it. I get the feeling you didn't sign up for this kind of a gig, officer. I did, actually. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. But, I mean, just one last question. It it would seem to me if we have the resources to have two police officers looking at a toboggan hill, it's almost as though the city is saying no more gun crime, no more homicides, no more drug crime. It's... If you need any official statements, you can contact our media office. Thank you, sir. Okay. Have a good day. And I cannot toboggan down that hill, correct? Thank you. Have a good day. Be safe. Thank you. Take care. Well, he was a friendly guy, but he wants us to go to media relations. But I see a tobogganist coming to the hill. Let's see what happens. Hi, I'm David Menzies with Rebel News, and 
We're actually down here to do a story on this very topic. It was the front page of the sun today that mm -hmm. you can't toboggan here. I don't know. It seems like such a shame. I mean, this is a beautiful hill. Mm -hmm. And there was some confusion the other day. Uh, there were bylaw officers saying you could toboggan down the last third of the hill uh, beyond the police caution tape. What do you make of the fact that the city isn't preventing, you know, young guys like this to have a little fun? Uh, well, I mean, they have to do what they got to do, but... We just wanna. We just wanted to come and enjoy it. We didn't know about it. Maybe if they had put it out in the news, it would help a little bit, so we don't waste our time. Yep. Welcome to Pandemic Toronto and the Toboggan Police, ready to slide and protect whenever necessary. It's hard to believe, but in the name of flattening the Wuhan virus curve, there are actually Toronto police officers keeping a watch on Earl Bales Park in Toronto because hey. God forbid some kids try to have fun in a frozen wasteland where there's absolutely nothing else to do. In any event, you had plenty to say about this latest slice of virus insanity. Steve Howard writes, I would laugh like hell if the police grabbed their own police-issued toboggan equipment with lights and sirens and chased the tobogganers down on the snow-covered hill and then did a toboggan PIT maneuver then tow the toboggan to the impound lot. Oh, Steve, please don't give Mayor John Tory any ideas, will you? Les Wasmund writes, the snow is contaminated with COVID. Yeah, Les, and I'm pretty sure that narrative will be embraced by the powers that be and the media party if illicit sledding continues here in Hogtown. DJ Ochi writes, again, the TTC buses are packed. Why? aren't the police pulling them over? All a bunch of poly tricks. For God's sake, leave the people alone. Hey, I really like that word, poly tricks. And that's what we seem to be getting from our elected leaders these days, folks, especially when it comes to the Wuhan virus. Herb Fedor writes, ridiculous. We are being told to get outdoors and to exercise, yet at the same time, we are not allowed to do so. Is this confusing to you? It sure is to me. In my opinion, they don't know what they are doing any longer, eh? Well, Herb, I think you are right. Too many elected officials really don't know what they are doing, even though they say they are basing their, their decisions on science. Yeah, weird science. Nathan Shopayak writes, I actually got excited for a moment because I thought I was going to witness David tobogganing. Well, Nathan, I did have my sled along with me for the caper, and that hill was tempting, but the boss implored me not to end up in jail. So, say la vie. Canadian Deplorable writes, fresh air, vitamin D, exercise, forbidden. That may help give you a healthy immunity and good mental health. Get in your home and stare at a wall, Communist Canada. Yep, and Premier Ford wants people to stay home baking cherry cheesecake as well. <laughs> How healthy is that? And Don G writes, welcome to Canada, home of the Canadian Mounted Toboggan Police. Hey, Don G, show some respect. That's the Royal Canadian Mounted Toboggan Police, if you don't mind. Well, that wraps up another edition of Rebel Roundup. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. And hey, folks, never forget, without risk, there can be no glory. Good night. <laughs>